This is John Schaefer with an update on the Ukraine crisis war that seems to be uh, breaking out. <clears throat> Today, news from Washington on February 27th, uh, Russian leader Vladimir Putin declared that he was putting his nuclear forces into special combat readiness. They could match the move and put American forces on DEFCON 3. Known to moviegoers as the moment when Air Force rolls out bombers and nuclear silos and submarines are put on high alert. Or the president could largely ignore it, sending out aides to portray Mr. Putin as once again manufacturing a menace-threatening Armageddon for a war he started without provocation. For now, at least, Mr. Biden chose to de-escalate. The American ambassador to the United Nations reminded the Security Council on Sunday afternoon that Russia was under no threat and chided Mr. Putin for another escalatory and unnecessary step that threatens us all. The White House made it clear that America's own alert status has not changed. But to many in the administration, he spoke on Sunday on the conditions of anonymity. It was a stark reminder of how quickly the Ukraine crisis could spin into a direct superpower confrontation and how it may yet do so as Mr. Putin tests how far he can go and threatens to use the ultimate weapon to get there. And his outbursts highlighted anew the, the question coursing through the American intelligence community about the state of mind of the Russian leader, a man previously described as pragmatic, calculating, and cunning, the former director of the National Intelligence, James R. Clapper Jr., said in public today what some officials have been saying in private since the Russian leader began accusing Ukraine of genocide and claiming it was developing nuclear weapons of its own. I personally think he's unhinged, Mr. Clapper said on CNN. I worry about his acuity and balance. Others wonder if Mr. Putin wants to create that impression to add to Washington's unease. Similar concerns drove the decision not to have Mr. Biden 
in Delaware for the weekend respond to Mr. Putin's threats. It was the second time in a week that Mr. Putin has reminded the world and Washington that he has a massive arsenal and might be tempted to use it. But what made the latest nuclear outburst notable was that it was staged for television. As Mr. Putin told his generals that he was acting because of the West's aggressive comments about Ukraine. Russia's most senior military official, Valery Gerasimov, sat stone-faced as Mr. Putin issued his directive, leaving some wondering what he was thinking and how he might respond. It was bizarre said Graham T. Allison of Harvard University, whose study of the Kennedy administration's handling of the Cuban Missile Crisis, Essence of Decision, has been read by generations of international relations students and many of the national security staff surrounding Mr. Biden today. Mr. Putin's citation of aggressive comments as a justification for putting one of the world's largest nuclear arsenals on alert status seemed both disproportionate and puzzling, he said. It makes no sense. Professor Allison, who worked on the project to decommission thousands of nuclear weapons that once belonged to the Soviet Union, which centered on Ukraine, said the incident is adding to the worry that Putin's grasp on reality may be loosening. Now the question is how General Gerasimov will translate Mr. Putin's vaguely worded order for special combat readiness into action. The answer should be clear in the next few days. A vast nuclear detection apparatus run by the United States and its allies monitors Russia's nuclear forces at all times. And experts said they would not be surprised to see Russian bombers taken out of their hangars and loaded with nuclear weapons or submarines stuffed with nuclear weapons, leave port and head out to sea. Both Russia and the United States conduct drills that replicate various levels of nuclear alert status, so the choreography of such moves is well understood by both sides. A deviation from usual practice would almost certainly be noticeable. The ground-based nuclear forces, the intercontinental ballistic missiles kept in silos by both nations, are always in a state of readiness, a keystone to the strategy of mutually assured destruction that helped avoid nuclear exchanges at even the most tense moments of the Cold War. Whatever one thinks of Mr. Putin's judgment, the decision to put the forces on alert 
in the midst of extraordinary tensions over the invasion of Ukraine was highly unusual. It came only a few days after he warned the United States and other NATO powers to stay out of the conflict, adding that the consequences will be such as you have never seen in your entire history. It has put an end, at least for now, to the discussion between Russia and the United States about what they do in four years. When the one remaining nuclear treaty between the two countries called New START will expire. The treaty limits each side to 1,550 deployed strategic weapons down from tens of thousands at the height of the Cold War. But that does not include smaller tactical weapons designed for battle use, a major worry in the current crises. Just as Mr. Putin claimed last week that the United States has the designs to put such weapons on Ukrainian territory, one of his many justifications for the invasion American officials fear that Mr. Putin's next move is to put them in Ukraine if he succeeds in seizing the country and in Belarus. Until last week, the two nations were meeting regularly to discuss new arms controls regimes, including a revival in the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, which President Donald J. Trump abandoned in 2019, but the United States said last week that it was suspending those talks. So we have yet to see what is going to be the outcome of all of this, Um, but stay tuned to News 1 Michiana for any developments on our Facebook page. And thank you for listening. And definitely pray for America and for Ukraine. Good night.